My weirdest fear is eating anything with leaves in it. I feel like I will eat a salad leaf and get poisoned and die. Hello and welcome to Your Weirdest Fears. I'm your host, Larry Mullins, and today we're getting to the root, if you will, of the fear of vegetables. That fear you just heard was submitted to us by Elijah McCarthy and read to us by producer Dempsey Pilat. Now, it's no secret that kids prefer some of the sugary snacks to their greens. I have a grandson, TJ, and he chews his vegetables and he always gets this huge lump on the side of his jaw where he refuses to swallow anything green. <laughs> so I give him ice cream and cookies and he's like, mm, 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 mm. it's gone. So I'm like, TJ, what's up with that? In any event, sometimes the taste isn't the issue. While veggies are an important source of vitamins and minerals for everybody, for some, they are just a source of anxiety. The specific fear of vegetables is called laconophobia. Ah! To get a better understanding of how it starts and why it carries over into adulthood, we turn to today's guest, Felix Economakis. Not only is Felix a food phobia specialist from the UK, he has recently started consulting for a popular TV series called Extreme Food Phobics. So, Felix, how common is this fear and how common is it in adults? Very common is the answer. I think it's up there with fear of spiders or something. I mean, everybody knows somebody who has some issues with food, usually vegetables, but sometimes people say, I won't eat fruit, I eat some vegetables and not fruit, I can't eat meat. Usually the safe foods are carby, you know, bland, boring, beige, safe looking foods, and the, the least trusted tend to be vegetables. The thing about it though is, I mean, we, we know about kids. I mentioned TJ, he's probably listening to this and going, gee, daddy, you threw me under the bus. But as you get older though, as an adult, don't you overcome these fears? To some degree, you can your palate will expand, you'll add more things. Although people also lose things as well. So it's not just one way. You could also maybe be aware of that to a child, certain vegetables can be nine times more bitter to a child than to an adult. And so what a child does is they eat something and go, whoa, that's pretty gross. I'm never going to touch green stuff again. A child mm -hmm. can make some kind of snap conclusion at the time, which can stay and they've never really updated it. You know, we update other things. We update Santa Claus and other beliefs, but some beliefs can stick. And we've forgotten to update them. Also, apart from the bitterness, you, you've got to remember that, you know, when you look at toast, it's the same thing every time you put in the toast. It's very consistent. You know what to expect. But vegetables come in different shapes and colors. You know, I buy strawberries. They taste different one week to another. You know, some are from Spain, some from Brazil, some like that. You know, some are watery. Some are, You know where you stand with toast and cereal and fries. You know, you can count on those things. So they're safer to, to someone who's nervous and apprehensive about food. That is just amazing. Now, there's a difference now with having a phobia about vegetables versus just not liking it. Can you break down the difference for me here? If I'd say to you, you know, do you like broccoli? You say, not really. It's not my favorite. I say, look, I'll give you five bucks to take one mouthful. You say, get great five bucks for one second of work. You know, you don't have a phobia. You have a dislike, but you can eat it at will if you want to. The difference with people with a food phobia is they're desperate to eat. You know, they're very unhappy. They're very stressed. They panic. They worry about things. And you can't make them eat it, even if you bribe them with a new car, iPad, a trip to Hawaii. I've had all these bribes and the child burst into tears because they want those things really badly and they still can't eat food. As far as the brain is concerned, the brain's saying, look, I don't want to eat something that could kill me. You know, I have to forgo the trip to Hawaii. Let me ask you, do you have a thousand dollars? <laughs> I might do. <laughs> and uh, and some broccoli? Try me, brother. I dare you. Try me. Really? You would have. 500. Okay. 
I'll you either have the broccoli. <laughs> you have the broccoli, right? So there's a, there's a spectrum, right? From dislike to I really don't like and trust it. I don't want that inside in any way. But you know what? Do you swim? Yes. Do you know how to swim? Occasionally, yes. when we split, we swim, we're splashing with our kids. We, we accidentally take in seawater, pool water. That's pretty gross, you know. But no yeah. one has a problem with that because we go, well, I don't expect seawater to be tasty. It's just what it is. We don't have baggage with that, you know. So we treat it for what it is. So people say, I can't stand anything uh, that doesn't taste right. What about seawater? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem with that. So you can put up with something quite gross. So it's oh, all wow. in the mind considering there's no way I can cope with this, but I can cope with something similar, no problem. So one of the things I like to say is, you know, when we're young, the world of food is new, it's scary. We play it safe, we create food rules. And the rules as we grow up, they don't make sense. They're contradictory. And people say, I can eat chicken nuggets. I can eat fries. If they touch, I can't eat them. You think, well, you know, your stomach doesn't care. What's weird is I work with a lady who, and I'm Southern, okay, who will not eat grits, you know, hominy, grits. Hmm. And I'm that guy who always goes, you haven't had mine yet, you know, or you right. haven't tasted mine yet. Everybody's got their own. Same thing with the grandson. Okay, he'll eat green. I tell my son, he'll eat something green. He hasn't had my collard greens yet. <laughs> well, well, you know, I'm sure your greens are delicious, but if the child has that mental block, like I equate this to poisonous, toxic sludge or something, you know, you could be the best chef in the world, they still won't do it. Even though mm -hmm. after we work with a fear, they're eating going, hey, that's surprisingly nice. You know, I say to people, right, right. So before the session, you couldn't eat it. Now you did. Now broccoli hasn't changed, but your fear of broccoli has changed. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the whole thing. What is this thing with green? Because there are Thompson's green seedless grapes that are sweet and delicious. There mm. are pears that are green and delicious. The shell of a watermelon, you know, the inside is red, mm. but nonetheless, those are sweet things. So it, it's all about the green and not necessarily the taste, I would imagine. It's not just green. I mean, green gets a bad rap. I kind of also think a little bit that brightly colored fruits and veg, you know, Bright colors are the color of poison in nature, you know. So people like boring Beijing kind of stuff. They played super safe. Whereas, you know, if a bright orange and bright yellow or something, I might think we might have a poisonous frog or something. But uh, greens, I mean, um, cellulose in vegetables is actually quite hard to digest. It's hard to digest the meat. So I think as a kid, you know, you're trying to digest green cellulose and you're thinking, this doesn't agree with me. And again, the brain's going, I don't like this. Whereas when I eat the coffee stuff, that's easy and it tastes nice and simple and I can count and it's predictable. So you know, it's an unfair competition at that age. And I think people just stick to the safe thing they know. This is a thing, though, unlike a lot of fears, this one seems to be one that can literally kill you, I would imagine, from a lack of nutrition. We got to have vegetables. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who just aren't into veg because the alternatives are so much more appetizing to them. They, they don't necessarily have a fear of it. They want the fun food all the time. Now, I expect the health is not as good as it could be. Is it lethal in that sense? I don't think so. But I remind people, well, veg is a super fuel. So if you take it in, everything else looks better. Without it, you might have a slightly shorter lifespan or just don't feel as good as you could be. And what about our guy who submitted today's fear, who says what I gather from it is Freddy Krueger could walk down the street with Jason Voorhees and he'd be fine unless he was carrying a head of iceberg lettuce with him or some romaine. Now we got a problem. This guy is yeah. definitely afraid of anything green leafy. What do you make of yeah. that? Well, he's he's not really afraid of something green leafy. He's afraid of his reaction to something green leafy, which is two different things. So, you know, I went with a client who said, I, I have a kind of claustrophobia, fear of being trapped. I can't eat unless I'm next to the door in a restaurant. If they put a table 
there, the extra two second detour, I can't handle that because I might panic. And if I have a panic attack and I was looking, it's really embarrassing. I'm saying, oh, okay, has that happened to you a lot? Actually, it's never happened. Right. But I'm worrying it might happen. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say you're panicking that you might panic and you can't get out and everyone's judging you. None of this has even happened yet. So it's not about the restaurant. It's about the fear of the fear. You may generally talk yourself out of it, drip feed effect. I, it, I obviously see thousands of people who haven't pulled that off. You've got to see someone who knows what they're doing. Don't see somebody who does know, I'll give it a go. Well, I've worked with spiders and stuff. See somebody who has a proven track record because you will waste your money in most cases. That's the feedback I get on the forums. And don't starve your child. Don't feel bad. This isn't fussy. You know, get the right knowledge. Knowledge is power get the right knowledge and then you can make the changes okay and it's not a, a good idea to try to entice the kid with a, another kind of green that is money no 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 because you're also kind of if you set up for it i'll only eat it if i'm paid rather than well i can't keep doing that and you know afterwards there's no incentive to eat it unless there's something in it for you and you've got to give the child their own motivation after after a while so are so, you uh, saying my grandson tj is hustling me He's hustling you well and good. <laughs> <laughs> Felix Economakis, thank you so, so much. We appreciate having you. Pleasure now. And thank you so much for listening to your weirdest fears. Thanks to Felix for spoon feeding us with his wisdom today. If you want to connect with him, we'll have a link to his website in the episode description. Now, I want to know your fears, so share them and you could be featured in the next episode. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us, review us and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Your Weirdest Fears is a production of 1010 Wins and WCBS News Radio 880. Our very special thanks to producers Jill Webb and my man Dempsey Pilat over there. Andy Egan Thorpe is our audio engineer. Femi Redwood is the managing producer of podcasts. Hey, fam. And I'm your host, Larry Mullins. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>